and have crowned him with glory and honor. This is a pivotal time while your hands are lifted. Because lifting our hands, in fact, invokes the Lord's presence to come to see us, watch this, as Father. The word Father in English is so very limited. But when we say Father in Hebrew or Father in Greek, the meaning simply is Abba, which means He's my source. That everything that I am, everything that I need, everything that I will be is provided by him. All I have needed, your hand has provided. While my hands are lifted up, it is like a baby. The Hebrew scholars liken it unto a baby reaching for their father and say, Daddy, pick me up. <laughs> That's what you're doing when you lift your hands. It's not just some religious theatrics, not just some church emotion, but you're literally asking the Father, pick me up. Is it my turn now? Please pick me up out of whatever I'm in. So when you lift your hands this morning, and as the worship team said, Lord, don't forget my name. Glory to God. Would just just lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you for picking me up. Come on. Just say it, Father, thank you for picking me up. Uh, you ought to put some pressure there. Say it, Father, thank you for picking me up. Come on, put some prophetic pressure on it. Father, thank you for picking me up. I know that this is a day of celebration, but before we go any further, there might be somebody in this room that needs a pick-me-up. Glory to God. And I need you to lift your hands in this room. The music didn't do it. The singing didn't do it. The announcer didn't do it. But I know one that can do it. It is our Heavenly Father. You ought to lift your hands and say, Father, pick me up. Father, pick me up. Out of my sadness, out of my depression, out of my discouragement. Pick me up, Daddy. Pick me up in this moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And our response, our response, him and now, our response has to be one of worship and praise. Our response has to be one where we celebrate because you got to participate in the making of your own miracle. Let's try it again. I said you've got to participate in the making of your own miracle. I'm going to try it one more time. I said you've got to participate in the making of your own miracle. And there is one ingredient, hallelujah, that God gives us to participate in the making of our own miracle. And that's praise. That's the clapping of our hands. That's the opening of our mouths to shout. That's the dancing of our feet to dance before him. Glory to God. If you know that he's a father that doesn't forget you. If you know that he's a father that knows your name. Your response. There's got to be a response. It's your participation. I don't have power to do my miracle. I don't have the resources to do my miracle. I don't have the anointing now to do my miracle. But I do have a praise in my mouth. I do have a thank you. Jesus on my lips I do have a clapping in my hands so all over this building all over this building open your mouth clap your hands and give your father a great praise come on a great praise 
a great place. Come on, a great place. Come on, a great place. Come on, give them a great praise in the room. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, my Savior. Yes, Lord. And we honor the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And God remembered Hannah. And God remembered Rachel. Hallelujah. The remembrance of God is in this room. I'm really trying to do be nice with it. But I believe God is getting ready to remember some of your names. Okay, let's try it again. God is about to remember some of your names. And anytime God says, I remember Hannah, I remember Rachel, he gets to start remembering people. That means that they're about to birth something and produce something that they never could before. I need you to begin to thank God because you're about to produce a baby. You're about to produce a business. You're about to produce something you've never done before. That's how you're going to act this morning. I need you to open up your mouth and give God a praise for what you're about to produce. God has remembered you. Can you just, I know you got your mask on, but can you just point at somebody and say, God remembered your name? God has, come on, tell them God remembered your name. You point at the wrong person. Find you somebody and say, God remembered your name. He did not forget about you. I know it took a long time. And I, I know you didn't think it was going to come through, but God, 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 God remembered your name. remembered your name baby don't you dare give up don't you dare throw in the towel point at one more person and say God remembered your name don't you give up he's gonna come through and not only is he gonna come through it's gonna come through you y'all better hear me I said not only is God gonna come through but it's gonna come through you you standing by the wrong person today tell your neighbors that not only is God gonna come through but it's gonna come through you Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, we haven't even gotten started yet. Y'all trying to start. Behave now. <laughs> behave, 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 behave. Ooh, oh. My God, today, are we honor the Lord? Certainly, we got to move up. Listen, I don't want to get stuck there. Hey! I know you ain't supposed to be touching nobody, but touch somebody close to you and say, God, remember your name. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, tell him, God. God. Oh, God, come on, God. Come on, we're going to take 30 seconds. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it to him. Oh, hey. Oh, 
This is my church inside over here. Lord, help me a while. Now, in the old church, we wouldn't waste that. See, in this new church, y'all just stand around, but the whole church, we. Give God glory all over the house. Listen, we've come to honor the man and woman of God this morning. 
And I just want to deposit a little word in your spirit. And we honor the Lord this morning. We thank God for his kindness and his grace toward us. We are so grateful. Glory to God. I don't feel no waste time. Come too far from where I started from. Anybody feel that way? Nobody told me that the road would be easy. But I don't believe he brought to leave me. I need to see the people who that's your testimony. understand that when the Lord remembers your name he gives you strength that's the Bible they that wait upon the Lord shall renew strength they shall mount up wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and they shall not faint when God remembers your name he tells heaven to come help you okay try it again Bishop because they didn't get that whenever God remembers your name he sends an all points bulletin alert from heaven to come and help you. I don't know what you're trying to get through today, but heaven is on its way to help you. Let me try this again. I said heaven is on its way to help you. Y'all ain't glad about it. Some of you have been going through some crazy situations and some rough days. But can I tell you, because of the praise you released just now, God told heaven to come help you. I need somebody to bless God like you don't understand. You need to let God know that God, I appreciate you sending heaven my way. I'm too far from where I started from. Hey, hey, Nobody told me that the road wouldn't be Gotta move on out of here. I said he won't leave. I need somebody to open your mouth and say he won't leave. Y'all ain't excited about it. Open your mouth and say he won't leave. And so we thank the Lord for being here. 
I've been telling my people as we gather back in the sanctuary that the existential question that should be arising from out of our spirit is Lord why me on the backdrop on almost over a million people dying in this country in the last two years and perhaps a couple of million around the world Bishop Lady B the question for all of us should be Lord why me there was a song that one of my musical mentors wrote, Bishop Marvin Winans, back in the 90s, where he made a proclamation. Millions didn't make it. But I was one of the ones who did. In contextuality, he's talking about when he gets to heaven. But as we look over these last two years we can see Lord even in the earth millions didn't make it but I was one y'all not happy about that I was one of the ones who did and when you look at it from that perspective your response to God your response to breath and life should be different because I know things are changing, but folks still dying. And every day you get up and you're able to see a new day, you ought to say, God, why me? All of that has born such a great gratitude, first of all. A great thankfulness, a thanksgiving that comes out of our heart. That it shouldn't be difficult for you to praise and worship God. It shouldn't be. Come on, y'all. It shouldn't be difficult to thank God for everything and for anything when you look at it from that perspective. Secondly, you also have to look at it from the perspective of purpose. That means that if I am still here, sick and recovered, infected yet recovered, then there's got to be something more. Y'all missing the point. It's got to be something more that God has for me. Watch this. Which moves me out of the dimension of age. Can't hear nobody. Because no matter how old I am, if I'm still here, that means God has more purpose and plan for my life. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you, when you look at it, sometimes you just got to stop and quantify and then qualify. Lord, thank you. So then, so then, finally, as we move on, this is an hour of trajectory. It's an hour of intentionality. I know, y'all excuse me, family, y'all know me, I'm a nerd, super nerd. This is the hour of the purposes of God being seen and revealed and manifest like never before. This is the hour where we all must become, watch this, motivated by the mission. Not just our beloved founders, not just Bishop Harvey and Lady Veronica B, but all of us must be motivated by the mission. Try it again. Folks, you 
knew two years ago who was living and breathing who you had just texted and talked to on the phone are sitting somewhere in an eternal sleep the shell and the corpse of who they are slid in grounds and vaults and you are still here you are still here by the grace of God you ought not waste another breath being mad at folks that don't mean nothing you still mad at somebody that didn't pay you twenty dollars they didn't give you your twenty dollars back and you still mad flip it it just it just cost you twenty dollars to get rid of them you could have spent a whole lifetime trying to shake them off but they took your twenty dollars and they left they ain't bothered you no more they avoided you and you ought to tell god thank you because watch this all it cost was twenty dollars it didn't take an experience Y'all missed that. It didn't take an experience to get rid of them. All it cost you was $20. You see, it's a different perspective on this side. Yeah, that's all it, that's all it cost you. $20. They, they're avoiding you. They ain't bothering you no more. Come on, y'all. They ain't texting you. Now, how much? $20. And some folks, it would cost a broken heart. Come on, y'all. A couple of dinners. Huh? And for some of y'all cheering, you didn't even moan at the time. Y'all got quiet right through here now. Ooh, look at how y'all looking at me, and I ain't scared of not one of y'all. But the reality is, all it cost you $20. You ought to say, God, I thank you. That's the best $20 I'd have ever spent in my entire life. You ain't got that kind of time to be mad. You got to be motivated by the mission. Tell somebody I'm motivated by the mission. And this is the thing that brought us to this place to celebrate the man and woman of God who for the last, what is this, 29 years? What is it? 29 years have been motivated by the mission. And we so honor you in such a great way. My wife sends her kisses and our love. But we honor you, sir. We honor you, ma'am, in such a unique way. You are an inspiration to my life, to my wife's life, to our family, definitely to our church, to see what God has allowed you to procure in the earth and such a way of excellence um, it goes beyond words there is no vocabulary that can say how much you have inspired me and I know this entire church so we are grateful that you are still after all this time still motivated by the mission can we celebrate the man and the woman of God oh come on Come on, still motivated by the mission. And to his, his dear children, uh, I thought I saw Myra somewhere, Evangelist Myra B, and Prophet Jarius somewhere around here, Donnie and the babies. Are, we thank you for your gift of service as well, because he doesn't do it, they don't do it by themselves. Thank God for all of you. And to my winning church family, I am definitely not a stranger. Maybe some of you don't know me, and I don't know you, but I've been here for years. And I love it every time that I come. God always says something very uniquely crafty in this house. There's an anointing here that, listen to me, hear me. And I need to say this, and I'm going to read a scripture. We'll say a few points, we're going home. We're going to eat some macaroni, and then we're going home. But it is important that we do not buy into 
this particular transient culture that we live in that always thinks that God moves us you know whimsically I need you to get someplace get here and get planted get here and get planted watch this not just for storms but for fruit Bishop teach that one day because some people get planted for storms they find a bad season in their life they feel like this is a stable place to hide out to get restored they stay planted you build them up they leave and then there are some people that stay planted for fruit you anoint them you grace them prophesy to them their life start bearing fruit now, now the Lord got discouraged by the ground he planted them in so you need to get in a place that is beyond your feelings and work on your foundation did y'all hear what I just said I want to say to all the new faces that, that, that God didn't send you here just to get a good dance, a good shot, a good word and then you find something else new to your palate and then you leave God has your future in mind that's for your storms and your fruit did y'all hear what I just said for your storms and your fruit stay planted come on look at somebody say for your storms come on and your fruit stay planted amen amen come on let's stand for the reading of the word of the lord i was going to sing something but listen i've got albums out there cds i need all of them gone myra knows how to facilitate that y'all can go see myra she got a buzz cut on we're going to talk about that a little later but uh she didn't get that approved by her big brother. We got an issue already. But at any rate, her husband said she could, so I guess I'm overruled. Well, at any rate. <laughs> but, at, but at any rate, um, I want to read something, a couple of scriptures today that God has been really rubbing on me about this house and about this time, but about, about this house. Um, I was going to say something different, but then, of course, you know, I got to follow him. So then there's that. Um, yeah, um, Joshua chapter number three, beginning at verse number one. Joshua, you're amazing. Y'all are amazing. I love it every time. You musicians, y'all doing good. Big boy, I ain't seen you. You was a new one. I ain't seen one. I was like, my God, that's big boy right there. Because when I was here last time, Skinny Minnie was in there, right? Okay, then. No, that's not. So why y'all playing? Y'all notice a new dude. Why is y'all doing that? I, he ain't seen me. I ain't seen him. But big boy, you, you smacking them skins. I appreciate that. I, look, I like that. I like that. Now, okay, well, let's, now I got to teach a lesson. Um, one of the things that, um, that W.E.B. Du Bois taught with regards to the black church was that there are three things that mark the tonality, the timbre, and the tension of the black church, and that is its uh, preaching, its music, and its frenzy of shouting, meaning dancing. And uh, those, were, those were three things that if you had that going on in the black church that there would be a prevailing pervasive presence of God that there are no group of people that know how to procure and bring forth uh, the, the presence of God epicletically epiclesis to enjoin the spirit of God in a place then watch this 
than when they are the black preacher, yes, black music, and black dancing. He said the frenzy of shouting. All of those are rooted in the nature of a particular Africanism. See, y'all thought I was just picking on big boy, but now you got yourself a lesson. And that Africanism that gives the black church grounding in rhythm is the drum. Didn't you just learn something? And so one of the things that they made sure that black people did not bring from Africa was the drums. Because they recognized every time that they beat the drums, the people would assemble in a certain way and made them more difficult to catch. So watch me now. So they made sure that they left the African drums on the coast of West Africa. And Senegambia. Are y'all with me? Alright. So, but when they got to America, right, they couldn't use the drums, so they got what they called a stick. And they would beat on the ground the stick that reminded them of the drums in Africa that caused them to create a rhythm that started in bush harbors yeah and praise houses and what gives us the continuity of the black church when you get a big boy who knows how to facilitate the drum okay don't worry about it when you get a person who knows how to keep the tone and the pace it is the way God is telling you to get back in rhythm and communicate with your community. It's the post that God has given us. Y'all all ready? It's the post. So big boy, I salute you. Keep smacking them skins. Y'all just learned something. Joshua chapter number three. I'm such a nerd. It don't even make no sense. But it is what it is, y'all. I'm always teaching lessons. Joshua chapter three is very interesting, but I think... It is apropos for the season in which we live as we assemble and come back to church. You all have been back to church for quite some time, but as these things merge, the return of the people of God and uh, the, the prophetic blessing that God is doing and this terms of recovery after the season and as we celebrate our founders today, I think this is a scripture that is intentional uh, from the heart of God. The Bible says in Joshua chapter number 3, verses 1 through 5, then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out for Archaea Grove from Archaea Grove and came to the Jordan he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over so it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commended the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests the Levites bearing it then you shall set out from your place and go after it yet there shall be a space between you and it about 200 cubits by measure do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Every time I read that text, something just turns over my spirit. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I just want to talk to you prophetically from a thought, follow the strategy, follow the strategy. On your way down, just tell somebody, follow the strategy. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Follow the strategy. All week we have been speaking 
the words over the lives of our founders motivated by the mission. With the central focus being Isaiah 48 and 15 that says, I, even I have spoken, yes, I have called him, I will bring him, and he will succeed in his mission. And so all of us then are motivated by the mission, or we've been speaking over their lives to be motivated by the mission. The particular aim and focus of the text in Isaiah chapter number 48 is a man named Cyrus. That he is speaking to Cyrus. Cyrus is a particular man, uh, not of Jewish lineage, but of designation from the Lord, that is going to come to be the impetus, to be the one that pushes forth the turnaround for the people of God. That, that God has set in his appointment of Cyrus, who is not particularly one we can find in any kind of Jewish or Hebraic genealogy, yet he has the designation of God to go in to usher in a season of shift and turnaround for people who had been in captivity to Babylon. And here it is. Isaiah the prophet is reminding us that yes, um, that, that there has been, when you read the top of the text, you will understand that yes, there has been some level of uh, personal or self-invocation of the punishment because the people of God in the Bible and the scriptures can't seem to find themselves obeying God to the point to where God doesn't have to turn them over to their own ways and put them in a season of imprisonment, bondage, captivity, if you will, uh, to teach them a lesson about listening to him. I'm going to talk about listening to him in just a few moments. But then, but then God promises deliverance. He promises deliverance. Please lean into this, ladies and gentlemen. He promises them deliverance through the vehicle of a chosen man. That he is going to uh, uh, turn the captivity, the Babylonian captivity, watch me now, the Babylonian captivity from a, away from them and he's going to usher them in to spiritual, to uh, a financial, to familial, to relational victories as they are released from Babylonian oppression and going back to the building of Zion. That when they build Zion again, they shall not do it empty handed. This, this whole idea of the return from out of Babylonian captivity into returning into the rebuilding of Zion was, uh, was fueled by one man, Cyrus. Yes? That, 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 that there was a shift in the tectonic plates of history that caused these people to be released. And that shift came through Cyrus. 
Try it again. Uh, that, that God was ready to bring these people into the shift of their lifetime. That there were two groups that were in Babylon at the time. Don't worry about it. I know we're going to talk about Joshua, but I need to bring some principle to the theme in the text. And we're going to work Joshua on in. The problem here that we have now is that God wants his people free, but he just can't free them. God has a strategy to free them. And the strategy that God uses is that he puts the freedom of a people in a man named Cyrus. I didn't preach the whole message, y'all missed it. Right. He puts the freedom of the people in, in the, the strategy of their freedom, the victory of their freedom, the building of their families, the, the, the reassessing of property. He's put their whole economic structure refrained from captivity into freedom. He said it is time for my people to be free, but I'm going to put the strategy, I'm going to put the the, the movement I'm going to put the shift in Cyrus okay good deal good deal all right so 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 when Cyrus comes I'm going to tell you that I've chosen him all right all right I'm going to tell you that he will not fail gotta try it again I'm going to tell you that he will be so motivated by the mission he will succeed by my voice by my hand by my intervention there is nothing Nebuchadnezzar can do there is nothing Babylonian captivity can do there is nothing that this imprisonment that they have faced all of these years that they can do because I have anointed this particular man to come watch this and what he does will work watch it and him working him succeeding doesn't have anything to do with him it is because in him I put the freedom of the people. Okay. They, they, you still ain't got it yet. I'm going to see that. It, it, you, you want him to succeed. It, it might look like it's just about him, but it ain't about him. I put the strategy to free all of my people in him. Now, to the degree that they can respond appropriately to him, they will be free. Try it again, try it again, try it again, try it again, try it again. I, I, I want them free. I want him free. I want her free. Him and her and him free. I want all of y'all free. I'm tired of y'all being in captivity. But y'all so crazy, I can't lose you by all by yourself because we're going to have a problem of leadership. Oh, Lord. Because you got to get, watch this, you got to get people, somebody to follow. Because it is in leadership that God begins to flow the oil of your victory. Y'all missed all of that. That God anoints a man with a plan to free his people. Oh, you're going to be free. Look at somebody, holler at them across the room and say, oh, you're going to be free. Oh yeah, because the mouth of the Lord has declared it. Are y'all with me? This is the hour. This is the season for crossovers. This is the season for walls coming down. This is the season for promise kept. This is the season for houses you didn't build. This is the season for giant coming down and being defeated. But I'm going to lock all of that up. I'm going to put all of that in a strategy. And I'm going to put it in one man and to your capacity to be able to not see the man but hear the strategy. 
Lord, help me a while. If you can, if you can see or hear the strategy, instead of simply looking at a man, we all can be free. Would you nudge your neighbor and say, someday we all will be free? It's interesting. I'm sick and tired. God does it all the time. I am so sick and tired of my children in Egypt being under Pharaoh. My God. But does he speak to the children of Israel? No. Does not. He speaks to Moses. He speaks to Moses and call him out of a burning bush. And he says, Moses, I have designated you. And the strategy of their freedom is how they respond to you. Y'all don't like the sweet master this morning. I say, I say that, that you, it's your time to be free. But I'm going to lock the instructions and the strategy of your freedom in a man. Now, if you miss the man, if you mishandle the man, you will mishandle the strategy. Lord, have mercy. Uh -huh. If you mishandle the strategy, you're going to mishandle the instructions. If you mishandle the instructions, the anointing to get you free is in the instructions. You missed it. I said the anointing is in the instructions. So if you mishandle the instructions, you mishandle the oil for your freedom because the anointing destroys the yoke and it sets the captives free. This ain't hard, y'all. This ain't hard. This ain't hard, saints. Y'all quiet, but it ain't hard, I say. The, the, the difficulty is the difficulty is response. It is the appropriateness of the response that we give. Watch this. To hearing God in the man. Y'all with me? If you, if you miss God's voice. Right? And here it is. God has this penchant. His this. This profound desire to always want to be heard. He really does. God says, if you would hearken unto me. That's right. That's the word the scripture uses. Hearken, listen to me. Uh, uh, he says, the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart as it was in the day of the provocation when they rebelled against me. Yeah, if you, if you gain an ear, in a New Testament iteration it is, he that hath an ear. Come on, come on, y'all. Uh, let them hear what the what spirit is saying to the church. Uh, the, the Bible says that, that, that when you begin to understand uh, uh, salvation and you come uh, to give your life to Christ, he says uh, uh, faith comes by hearing in John, uh, Romans 10. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then the question is, entails, how can they hear without a preacher? Okay, now if your faith to break through comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you got, then he says, how are they going to hear? Come on, y'all, without a preacher. In other words, God does not leave hearing arbitrarily up to just you. God says, I'm going to put the words of faith that you need to hear in a preacher. And he said, how can he preach except he be sent, right? And so there is the revelation of sentness. As it relates to the preacher, once we settle the revelation of sentness that we understand that the man and the woman of God have been sent with a word. 
are y'all with me and the word is going to produce faith for my life and that faith is going to be the evidence of things that are not seen and the things that I have been believing God for then I can't get too caught up in the sentness of the man I've got to develop an ear to hear because the man came because I needed to hear come on y'all the man didn't come because you needed to see him the man came because you needed to hear try it one more time I said the man didn't come simply for you to see him the man was sent to you so you could hear somebody say so I could hear because it is how I hear that's going to help me follow the strategy the moment that I start looking so much at Cyrus, the moment that I start paying attention too much to Moses, the moment, I, the moment that I keep listening out for Joshua, that that was Moses' little flunky, glory to God, the little holy little boy that used to stay there. That was one of them ones that went over and said, surely we can conquer. If I get to my personal feelings into looking at the flesh of the individual that God sent, my ear will be darkened and I cannot hear the strength strategies and the instructions of the Lord that possess the oil to break me out of the chains that I find myself in and I need to declare in this room today every chain shall be broken every sickness shall be healed I'm coming to tell somebody that in this room in the word of God there is a shifting in your life I need you to nudge somebody and say there's a shifting coming to you but you gotta hear you gotta hear I promise you I'm almost done here's the problem that we face um, these last two years have put us in a very bad place because a lot of our churches Jasmine have been hearing a whole lot but they've not been hearing from their Joshua come on bishop so then they've been hearing different trumpets because it was easy to sit up on your phone oh my uh -oh, uh -oh. and go from church to church without any commitment without any without a discerning ear because you're listening to that one and you're listening to this one and you're listening to that one but the problem is you didn't hear your Joshua and your Joshua has the strategy for your situation Oh, I enjoy that preacher, but I need to hear my Joshua. Lord. So you've been listening to T.D. Jakes for the last two years and not been tuning into the winning church. And you don't even understand that what you've been hearing was for Dallas. And here you are in Warner Robinson trying to figure out why it won't work. <laughs> because that wasn't your Joshua he didn't have your strategy he had a good word he had a word that excited the exuberance of your spirit but when it came down for the strategy and instructions and the instructions that possessed the oil to destroy the yoke and remove the burden from your life you couldn't get it done why I'm listening to the word of God but you're not listening to your Joshua. I'm messing up bishop I think I'm messing up because y'all ain't getting excited because I'm super excited and so we've got we've got a generation that's been two years out of church uh, it gets better and then get offended when things turn and Joshua says come back don't he know 
don't don't he know all that's going on? Right, that, right, right, right. But but I get I get under I get all of the the, the the threats. I get the viral threats. I get I get all of the. Inf- I understand all of that. But we go where we want to go when we want to go there. You ain't stopped going to the grocery store because you done gained thirty pounds. Okay, stop. Don't don't do this to me because I'm not the one. Uh, you go. You went to the movies. You went to the party at your friend's house and you slapped your mask on. You got your happy hips. Hallelujah! In the Soul Train line and you did your do to do. Come on, talk to me. You did your hustle. You did everything else you wanted to do at the little party. You weren't worried about infections then. Now when we say when Joshua say come back to the house, you got something to say. Here is the issue. You're free. Freedom is on the land. I wish I had. Your miracle is on the land. Your family is on the land. And so when Joshua says come back, you need to find a way to get back. But this is a generation that over the last two decades, the last 20 years, Bishop, the last 20 years from the turn of the millennial, there has been a deconstructionism that has happened as it relates to the preacher and the church. And that is to redefine the importance of the preacher as a singular identity who God will use to give strategy to his people. In other words, there's a generation that wants strategy and stratagem and anointing to come from pews in their opinions. So he is a man just like me. Oh God. Huh? Uh, why he got to be? You got you got them putting worship leaders up next to the preacher. You got the musicians up on the same level as the preacher. You got the intercessors on the same level as the preacher. Y'all must be. You better say amen unless I think you're guilty. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So they've tried to equate everybody to the preacher, everybody to the set one that God has sifted. Everybody that happened in Scripture that ain't nothing new because Corey and them tried to do the same thing to Moses, and what. Did, what did God say? God said, oh no, enough of this is enough. Here's what we're going to do. I need everybody to step back. Step back just a little bit because I'm getting ready to show them that when I choose a man, he's greater than a whole nation against him. So I need you, Moses, you get your folks over there and find out who's on your side. And God says, all right, now I need everybody else. Y'all go over there. Now who had something to say about the one I selected? And the scripture said the ground swallowed them up. Because, because there is something in our anthropology, there is something in our humanistic mind that wants to equate the value of the set person to our own opinions. But you got to begin to get to a place and mature that where your feelings don't interrupt your favor. Glory to God. That you ain't got to agree all the time with what God tell the man of God. You ain't got to know everything. What you got to do is when they say something follow the instructions and if you can hear God see if you read your word and you prayed with the church you wouldn't hear a different God than what we hear there's too many gods speaking now look at your neighbor says too many gods speaking now it's just too many too many gods speaking now so 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 everybody ain't coming back. And I love that response. And amen. And let the church roll on is what they used to say. Everybody's not because that, that right. some you don't want back. Watch me. You ready? Watch this. 
Some, God wants them to find their way back. Y'all missed all of that. I'm going to try it again. Some you don't want back, but some have to find their way back. Because they've got so convoluted in their own thinking. And that they made decisions apart from the voice of God and the instructions of God that has led them away into a far country. And some of them you can't go back and get. God says let them find their way back. And when they get back, they'll stay back because they know what it costs to be disconnected. Lord have mercy it costs too much to be disconnected nudge your neighbor if you're paying attention and say baby it costs too much to be disconnected you don't know what your disconnection is costing you can I tell you why here was the problem mom here's a problem pop here was the issue that we have made we have deconstructed the anointing for so long that we've made the anointing an individual situation when when you read scripture it is not the anointing is always about the flow and the flow is always about connection I'm overwhelmed by y'all Crisco claps okay whatever no 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 you ain't just anointed by yourself. And then nobody can tell you anything. I know what John says. I've, you've got an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. And you have no need for a man to teach you. That he wasn't talking to an individual. He was talking to a church, a corporate body. The word you can be plural or singular. Am I right? Where are my teachers at? Huh? The word you is, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You are, we are, he, she, it is. Y'all, y'all okay? Okay, it's the conjugation of verbs. You can be singular. It's like my teacher said, I'm talking to you or I'm talking to you all. And so John is talking to you all. Because the principle of the anointing is never a singular fashion. So therefore, God ain't going to never give you in the pew singular. Hello. An anointing that is going to contradict what he's saying to all of us. And he's definitely not going to give you an anointing that's going to contradict the anointed person. He chose with the strategy to lead you out to victory. Man, put me on the weeknight when the people shout, man. Do you hear what I'm trying to say to you? And so because we messed up, here's what the Bible says, Psalm 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Immediately the text switches to the oil of connection. It is like the oil that flowed from the beard down to the skirts. From the head from the beard to the skirts, right? And flowed all the way down to the people of God. We understand that symbolically Aaron's head is leadership. Aaron's beard is the, is the uh, uh, his elders and his priests, the other priests. And the skirts are the people. And so anointing is about connection. It's about connection. Try it again. It's about connection. I know, but God told me something different. No, God told you something that may be connected to another house, but God ain't telling you something he's telling different to the whole body. The anointing. So then that, watch this. So then it matters whose oil you flow up under. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Are y'all hearing me? It matters who oil is flowing on you. 
This is why you can't listen to everybody. Because some of these pastors have traded in their anointing simply be to be your mentor and life coach. Y'all miss that. To tell you how to get over your depression and tell you how to get your business. To tell you how to have this and how to have that. No, you need an anointing on a man and a woman of God. Hallelujah. That knows how to go to the deep unspeakable places on the inside of you. The places that you ain't testifying about. You need an anointing that can go to that unforgiveness. You need an anointing that can break you from the bondage. Hallelujah. Of your depression. So that joy while they're speaking joy erupts in your soul. I ain't trying to find seven steps to do this and twelve steps to do this. I don't need an AA program. I need an anointing. God help me. You don't need to sit there. I know some folks talk about, well, you need Jesus and therapy. But if you get the right dose of Jesus, Jesus will change your mind. Y'all don't want to hear me. I know that, listen, I believe that some people need Christ and the couch. Please don't get me wrong. I believe that there's some folks that need to, huh? and I, yeah, I know you need all of that. But if you get under the right anointing, hallelujah, glory to God, you will be clothed and in your right mind. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? It's the anointing. Somebody said the anointing. The anointing. We've got, a, we've got a generation. We've got a generation that wants the anointing but no connection. Because everybody has this severe privatization of faith like insurance. Huh? But, but, but privatization of faith is just like the privatization of insurance. When you got to pay for your own insurance, it's high. That's why when you work, they put you in a group plan. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because it cause it's better for you that all of us are insured than for you to try to carry it by yourself. Why y'all ain't talking to me, children? Talk to me and saying something. It's connection. And the devil does not want you and I to be connected. Let alone to an anointing. I begin to tell the people in church. I told my married couples. I told my singles. I told everybody. I said this is not the season not to be connected. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You need to be connected to somebody who got an oil. So call here. I'm not talking about connected to the, to the gossip mill and the rumor mill. I'm not connected. I'm not talking about connected to those who go down to the outlets. I'm talking about you need to be connected to a family that's under the flow of an anointing that when God speaks instructions, God begins to shift your life and you're trying to figure out, God, how did you know about my personal business? God said because you are connected to the house where the man and the woman of God is dripping with the oil of the Lord. God says I know how to speak to you specifically and never called your name, never told you and pointed you out but because you are in a place that knows who you are, I know how to flow this anointing to you. Tell somebody God's going to flow the anointing to you. Here's the next problem. This is a generation that does not like organization. They don't like structure. They call structure religion. Come on, lean into it. I said they call structure what? Religion. Organized religion. Watch the adjectives because it'll mess you up. Organized religion. They don't like structure. But if you're going to be under an anointing, the anointing requires structure. 
it requires order y'all not liking this that's why he said from the beard to the from the head to the beard to the skirts and this is why when God begins to deal with Joshua in Joshua chapter number one thought I didn't know I was at Joshua he says Joshua Moses my servant is dead we ain't fitting to do it like he used to do it hello because Moses had elders Moses was appointed because the load of one person carrying all these people was about to kill Moses Jethro comes to Moses by the sanction of God and said Moses I need you to pick you out some guys and I'm going to watch this this is a good one I'm going to put your spirit on them God says I'm going to perform the first act of transnuma migration I'm, I'm going to put your spirit Upon them, not my spirit, because I don't want them to serve me as your as the leader and disrespect you. So I need to put your spirit on them, and they're gonna help you lead. I'm gonna leave that all the way alone, because they'll be mad at me if I still deal, deal with that. I got the spirit of God. That don't mean you can be a leader in this church. Nobody can't know about you got hell. We all got the Holy Ghost. Eka ba 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 shata to you too. Nobody can't know about your Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. So, see, okay, see, this, the, okay, see, y'all don't want to hear the truth. I, you know, because that's how some people come to you. Uh uh, see, uh uh, no. See, first of all, when you're talking to me, it don't even require all that. It don't, first of all, I know you off when you start shaking and stuff. No, 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 no. I got the Holy Ghost. Now, how good. Do you have my spirit? You want me to tell you why you need my spirit? So that when you speak, my sheep know my voice. And a stranger, you and your spirit, they will not follow if you don't sound like me. So you need my oil on your life so you will sound like what I would say in my absence. I don't need nobody preaching in my church that don't sound like me. I don't need nobody leading my youth that don't sound like the pastor. I don't need nobody leading the praise team in the choir and you don't sound like the leader. Talk back to me, somebody. I don't need none of that. No. Then, then when you leave, I got to find pockets of rebellion. Now I got to find the whole choir, the whole musicians there, the whole praise team. Because you done got up here and didn't sound like me. You developed another ear in the house. Now we got to sit everybody down. Because ain't nobody no good. Nobody, I'm talking about nobody. Because we all filled with the spirit of God, but y'all ain't got the bees spirit. We all see, see, you see, they don't want to teach that no more. You got to have the bees spirit to work in the winning church. You need the Holy Ghost when you leave the winning church and go to your job. And I promise you, you won't get promoted unless you got your administrator spirit or your supervisor spirit as it relates to that job. You know how to take spirits when you go some other places. As much as you done drink in your life, you should know how to drink spirits. Don't do this. Are you hearing me? So we got a church of many different spirits, but no strategy. We shouting and dancing, laying hands on one another, and we're having a spiritual orgy, but getting nowhere because God is going to speak strategy to one voice. And so God reshuffles 
he restructures the oil of what what he put on Joshua he says I was with you was with Moses Moses is dead we're not doing it that way but his oil is on you how do you know because it says as I was with Moses so shall I be with you and he says, all right, now here was the problem. I'm not going to let you do the same problem as Moses. Number one, Moses had elders. We don't care too much about elders right now because we're trying to move people. You need officers. Missed it. Try it. Try it again. We don't need no elders because we're trying to move people. We need officers. Officers move people. When somebody's sick, you call for the elders. Y'all. When there's a lack of movement, call for elders. But when it's time to move, call for officers. Now, I don't mind if some of them elders are officers, but officer is a different kind of anointing. Uh, 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 officers is like, okay. He says, I need you to tell them that we're getting ready to move these people. Watch this. Lord, I feel a good dance in my feet. He says... We're getting, to move these, getting ready to move these people to the promised land. We're getting ready to cross over into what God says belongs to them. That's how God opens up the chapter in chapter number one. God begins to say, I need you to look around, do a geographical survey. I need you to see where the sun is setting, hallelujah, and it's rising. And I need you to measure the expanse with your eyes right now. Because Joshua, you've already been there, so you know what is there. I need you to get these officers, and I need you to tell them to go throughout the camp. And tell the people, get ready to move. Y'all done got quiet. Tell them be strong and courageous. Boy, y'all real quiet. He says, because I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to cross them over into what I promised them. You know the stuff that called that parents died? The parents had too many elders and not enough officers. If elders want to hear your opinion, officer says, this is the command. This is the strategy. It's a shift of mindset. Somebody shout shift of mindset. The problem is, is that church folks, uh oh Lord help me, don't know when to end the prayer meeting. And assemble themselves for takeover. Glory to God. We can pray a thing in the ground. Y'all ain't said nothing. The book of Acts teaches you that there are certain things that you pray for, hallelujah, for a while, and it starts knocking at the door and you still in the prayer meeting. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rona has to give him, say, the thing we're praying for is knocking at the door. And you say, oh, God, give it. Oh, Lord, give it. Give it to me, God. Help God. And the thing knocking on the door, can I get in? I'm, God, I'm sent from God. Oh, Lord, give it to us. Oh, Lord. God says, no. The moment you prayed, Lord, have mercy. I sent it to you. You're going to have to learn how to recognize manifestation. Shout to somebody and tell them you got to learn how to recognize manifestation. Learn how to recognize. Ain't no time to pray. Ain't no time to pray. Y'all don't like that. I ain't saying not to pray. Come on, lean into this, children. I didn't say, no, don't pray. But you need to understand the season that this particular text is in. God says, I need you to ordain some officers. Ain't no elders. Elders just going to pray. Their hands and be spiritual. 
but I need a good mixture. Or how my grandmama say, good mixture. I need a good mixture of the elders. But tell the elders, chill for a minute. I, I want to talk to the officers now. Because, I'm, uh, because Joshua, you are a warrior. And I need you to get ready to prepare the people for another dimension of their lives. Y'all going to get happy in a minute. Hallelujah, glory to God. Worshippers evoke the presence of God, but warriors are winners. You missed it. You missed it. Oh, Lord, we praise you. Send your presence. Okay, great. That's wonderful. That's good. But then you need somebody to say, put your hands down. Take out this piece of paper. Write these instructions. We leave at 12 in the morning tomorrow. We'll be fasting. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need everybody at this fast at this time. And then here's what we're getting ready to do. Y'all, we're getting ready to mobilize here. So I need everybody to get their $1,000 ready. I don't need you to worship the Lord. I need you to save your money. Come away from out McDonald's. Come out of Longhorn and get yourself ready for crossover. We got to fight with you, with your spiritual deep self. Huh? And giants are intimidating. They gave the giants enough time to build the wall around Jericho. By, by, listen, by the, by, by the people's uh, uh, admission, they said when we had heard, huh, how God delivered y'all from Egypt and their Pharaoh, hallelujah, we were grateful that it took y'all 40 years. Because it, come on, we thank you that it, you rebelled for 40 years because it gave us 40 years to build protection against you. What is your disobedience causing to be built against you so you will not access it as easily? There should have never been a wall to bring down. There should have been a, never been a wall to shout down because when they got there, the wall wasn't there. Bible said when they first got there, they went in the land, 12 spies, they got the grapes, they got everything, they said, and they came back to Moses and said, Pastor Moses, uh, it is exactly what the Lord said. He's told me it is indeed, that's the Bible, it is indeed, it's in the book of Numbers, it is indeed the land that flows with milk and honey, but there are giants there. God didn't tell you go look for no giants. God, giants was never in your survey promise. God says, go in and look for what I promised you. Don't look at what's against you because it can't be against you if I'm for you. Y'all don't know when to shout. It cannot be against you when God is for you. Matter of fact, hallelujah, if God be for us. This ain't hard. This ain't hard. And so they allowed a 40 years for the enemy to build a wall to keep them out of their stuff that God promised. Prayer and shouting and dancing ain't just going to do it. You need a strategy. Y'all have mercy. 
Tell somebody, I said, we need a strategy. We need, we, need, we need a strategy. The first strategy, he says, here's what I need you to do because I got to get out of here. He says, the first thing I need you to do is pay attention to the ark. Oh, my God. I like this one, Bishop. But you go and preach it whenever you can just because okay. I'm just going to throw it out there and I'm going to leave it. I ain't going to have enough time to deal with it. He said, pay attention to the ark. When the ark moves, you move. Follow the ark and don't get too close to it. Follow it from a distance. Hello. So you'll know which way you go because you ain't never been this way before. The first thing God deals with is their nature to get too familiar with the glory. That we think we know what to do and how to do it every time we walk in here. We are not inviting fresh experiences from God. We're not positioning ourselves and we don't know our giftings well enough for God to change our itinerary. Now this is very interesting because this is mainly dealing with this corner. That after you've rehearsed and you plan, are you sensitive enough to God's voice that if he says, swipe all the songs, sing this, can you flow with the glory? Can, can you flow with the man of God when he's moving and shifting in a different direction? And you stay far back enough so you'll know where it's going before it gets there. And you don't get too close on it so you won't bump into it. Because that could mean death. All right. Don't mishandle the glory. That he wants to do an upside down service. He wants to do the altar call first and then we do the welcome last. And you sitting there mad because ain't nobody doing it the way we do it a certain way. No, no. Can you flow with the glory? And if you watch me lean in, if you got mad when the glory shifts, that means you were too close to it. Be very careful how you get too familiar with leadership that's personable. Because he can't be a pastor and not touch you. She can't be a good first lady and not embrace you and hug you and ask you how your family is doing and, and be concerned about your problems like the woman of God. She can't, that not when she needed an angel. You can't, you, they can't be who they are and not be and smell like sheep. But then sheep have to understand that they ain't sheep. Come on here. Sheep has to understand that at the end of the day, they came to my birthday party. They came to my retirement party. They came to my grandmama funeral. They came to my niece's wedding. At the end of the day, that's my shepherd. And I got to be careful how I handle them. I got to be careful how I joke around them. I got to be careful how I let my kids talk about them. I got y'all and got quiet. I got to be careful how I allow people to talk about my church. We can't get too familiar. You're going to respect my pastor. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, you ain't got enough Peters in this house. I said you're going to respect my pastor. Because we fight on this side of the winning church. Y'all ain't. Please understand. This is why Jesus does not get rid of Peter. Because Peter, Peter wants everybody to understand. Uh, what we ain't going to do right here is disrespect him. Okay, see... I don't need all my members saved, saved. I need some of them right on the border. Okay, okay, all right. Y'all ain't saying. I need some of them. Listen, 
I need some of them that 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 you know y'all that's just me I know bitch the bees are sanctified they're holy they've got an amazing hagiography I mean they are saints of the most high God hallelujah hallelujah of every ground but see me I keep some little of them around me hello that don't walk empty hip you understand what I'm trying to say that's got a little something under that seat yeah that if anything break off I need to be able to pray somebody back to life. You only y'all didn't get that. Y'all get that down the road. I don't want everybody that say I want a Peter who will cuss around me every now and then because he know I can't. So I can call him in my office and rebuke him. Now you know you should not be saying that. That's close as you walk to me, but I thank you though. No, I mean, God knows I appreciate your soul. I listen. God first deals with their ability to move with glory. We are in the days, nobody knows how the days are going to come. With sickness, diseases, with variants, with rumors of wars and wars, with the political landscape, especially in Georgia. With a peculiar governor's race. Y'all not talking to me now. That's getting ready to ensue. Are you hearing me? So, so you got to be very careful not to get too familiar with church as usual and worship as usual and begin to follow the sensitivity of the man and the woman of God. The first thing. First thing. The second thing he says is in direct relationship or indirect relationship to following the ark, and that is sanctify yourselves. Uh-huh. Oh, this is the hard part, Jazz. They ain't like this. Uh, because we live in such a strange, strange syncretism, a strange mergings of faith and spirituality, we've got to know how. To bring ourselves out of and pull ourselves out of things that's trying to mix God with something else. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to get it right because my, my, I'm trying to bring it. We got to be careful that we don't go too far like the old saints used to say. Come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. And I mean, that's no, mo- no movies and no, no nothing. We couldn't do nothing back in the day. No pants, no earrings, no makeup. Lord Jesus, and some of them needed it. But, I mean, all that. We couldn't, we can't, no. But, but, but what we need to do is understand that we're flowing under an oil, that we possess an oil, that we can allow this, lean into this, any flies to get into the apothecary. We've got to be very careful that we don't, we don't, mix our anointing up with things that are not glorifying to God. That we don't lend our ears to gossip and rumors. Got quiet. That we don't, that we don't allow our spirits to be present over a long period of time, as much as we can help it, to things that will fight the God in us. That, that words that are what the Bible says, winds of doctrine. And the cunning craftiness of men who are lying in wait to deceive. Ephesians chapter 4, right? That we be no more children. 
tossed to and fro that we have no stability sanctify yourself Bring yourself to a matured place. Bring yourself to a matured praise that you ain't got to have no praise team praising for you. That's right. Praise him in your house. Work on your dance. That's what we used to do. We used to work on our dance back in our house. You understand? That's what we used to do so that when we get to church, whether they praise him or not, I got my dance already. I'm ready. Let's go. Come on. I'm like Janet Jackson. Give me a beat. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like, let's go. You feel, you feel what I'm saying? You got to sanctify yourself to pray. Sanctify yourself. Call yourself to a fast. You know you don't need no more Mountain Dews. You know you don't need that pound cake. Y'all, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I felt a little something. Don't do that. You, 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 you know the things that you are addicted to. Sanctify your call yourself in the fast where the church ain't fast. So, no, 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 no. Sanctify yourselves. Come on, that yourselves is a reflexive pronoun that says you do it for you. You do it because you need it. You know you ain't supposed to be talking to her. You know she stimulates something in you that ain't godly. Well, well, hello. Well, sex is natural. How you use it ain't. Don't play with me. Don't do this. I am a man of the academy. Does not do this. God has given sex as a gift. Hello. It's how we use it. That God has an issue with. Now I know I gave you that. But I ain't tell you to do that with it. Uh, come lean in. Come on lean in. Y'all ready for this one? Hello. And when you really do a study on scripture. God's issue is not about sex. It's about objectification. Oh my. That puts a different spin on it. It's what you mean, what that person means to you. Uh-oh. How are you using them to fulfill something in you? It ain't just what you did. It's why you did it. That the scriptures are after because why you did it has everything to speak about your heart. Oh, boy. Y'all done got quiet on me. But come on with it. Sanctify yourself. Stop eating so much. Lose some weight. Talk about the weight and the sin that dumps so easily. Get, no, I'm talking about that attitude. Lose some weight. You're going to die before you get the promise. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me now. Oh, fornication, oh, adultery, oh, this, and oh, liars shall not enter it. But I know that Bible says something about gluttony. Well, ain't nobody saying nothing now. Yeah. Sanctify yourself. Y'all all right? That's the second one. Sanctify yourself. Bring yourself out. Call yourself out. Discipline yourself for the next move of God. Here's the third one. 
Here's the third one. This is a good one. For tomorrow, I will do wonders among you. Wow. That means there is position yourself for spiritual access. You are about to encounter supernatural wonders that you have never seen before in your life. I got to get out of here. You are about to engage in a moment that when you learn how to shift with the glory and when you sanctify yourself from all the other things that you do not need, God says you are qualified now to enter into a supernatural place with me that when you open your mouth, heaven begins to move. When you open your mouth, angels respond to the voice of your sayings. When you pray, something literally turns at the speed of your voice. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That God says, I'm about to make you a wonder in the earth. Y'all are not hearing me. What do you mean? That means that when you follow the glory, mm -hmm, and that simply means when you sanctify yourselves and prepare yourself for what God is about to do, that God is about to release an oil from you from the top of the man of God to your house watch it that's literally going to facilitate angelic assistance you're literally going to begin to see things in the invisible that you could never have seen before the Bible says that when these people position themselves that when they stepped in the Jordan the Jordan rolled all the way back to the city of Adam wait a minute let's try it again the Bible says that these people in their obedience to the strategy that when they stepped their foot in the water that the water flowed back all the way to the city of Adam you miss it all the way back from the beginning all the way to where they were in other words it wasn't a rod it was their feet glory to God that the power in the rod is now in your feet and you missed it I said the power of Moses' rod I'm now in the feet of the Levites in the feet of the worshipers in the feet of the people that know how to follow God can't y'all see this he says we're getting ready to cross over we got land number one that's Jericho we're getting ready to cross over. I need everybody to get ready. Huh? Y'all see where the glory is? Yes, see where the ark is. All right. Have y'all sanctified yourself? Absolutely. Sure have done that. We ready now. Yep, uh-huh. All right. Now here's what I need y'all to do. I need you in the front priest. I need you to put your foot in the water. And God is about to show you something that you didn't know you had. God's going to show you what you're really connected to and your neighbor just sitting there. God's going to show you something, the power of God that is at work in your life. God is about to show you that you've got turnaround power and it's resting on you now that you've got the right connections and you position yourself and you are responding properly to the glory glory to God God says when you put your foot in the situation the situation is going to back up the last time that they saw waters part come here most of them were not even born glory to God they had only heard how God had done for Moses with the rod for their parents and their grandparents that's all the stories that they understood but remember now 
Naomi, the story opens up that this is a new generation. This is a generation that had not seen that. This is a generation that had not seen, hallelujah, God do miracles in the wilderness of sin. This is a generation that did not walk out with the first fruits of Egyptian bondage. When the Egyptians gave their parents gold and silver and jewelry to build the tabernacle of God. These people didn't really have a church. These people were on the move to a way of promise. And so all they heard was, all they had rather, was my granddaddy told me that when Pastor Moses, they had a pastor named Moses and he stretched out a rod over the Red Sea because the Pharaoh was pursuing them. Uh, yeah, uh, when Pharaoh was pursuing them, Moses began to cry more and God says, uh, why are you crying? What is that? that you have in your hand he said stretch it forth and the bible says my granddaddy told me because it wasn't no bible my granddaddy told me that when pastor moses stretched out that rod over the red sea that the waters rolled up on both sides and that wasn't the miracle y'all the bible said that the ground was dry wait a minute y'all that's a miracle all by itself he said that the ground was dry and all of these thousands of people who experienced years thousands and hundreds of years of captivity and bondage walked on dry ground and the Bible says that when all of them crossed over granddaddy told me uh, that the waters closed up on Moses but we ain't never seen it it's just simply what we heard but now here God says I need to show this new generation what's up he says now that you know how to follow the glory on the man of God now that you have seen sanctified yourselves and prepared yourselves for a different reckoning with the God God says I'm going to anoint you and the same power Lord I feel you in this witness the same power that was in Moses' rod will be in your feet y'all missed a good measure right there I said the same power that was in Moses' rod is about to be in your feet and the Bible says for this new generation that knows how to follow the glory that knows how to sanctify themselves that knows how to follow the strategy when they put their foot in Jordan hallelujah the Bible says that the waters backed up can I prophesy to about 25 of y'all in this hour that when you take another step God says that the waters are about to dry up and places where you could not cross over hallelujah God says I'm going to make sure that you cross over would you lean on somebody and say neighbor you are about to cross over but this time come on holler at him and say but this time it's not into the wilderness it's into the promised land God's getting ready to take things now and give them directly to you and it will not be gold and it will not be silver and it will not be diamonds but here is what it will be it will be land it will be houses y'all miss the blessing it's not just stuff you can hold in your hand it's stuff that you can put your feet on it's stuff that you can put furniture end. It's stuff that you can put your last name on it. God is about to give you the title deed of land that you did not plow and houses that you did not build. I thank 
God for gold. I thank God for bracelets. I thank God for necklaces. But I'd rather have the mansion. Y'all looking at the wrong person. Say, neighbor, I'm glad that God can give me a gold watch. And I'm glad that God can give me a gold bracelet. But if I had a choice, I'd rather a whole new address. I'd rather a mansion built for a giant, but it's mine. Y'all missed all that. I'd rather, instead of a grape, I'd rather vineyards. That's what God says for this new generation of the winning church. Get ready for an address change. Y'all missed all that. There was a glory that's flowing on you, sir. That's about as wonderful as this place is. God said, get the house ready for an address change. I need you to look at somebody and say, Layla, I wonder, will you meet me at the address change? God is getting ready to give us houses built for giants y'all in here I said houses built for giants you stay happy about it I said houses built for giants for you you missed it houses built for giants just for you still ain't happy yet what is God saying God said right now you might not look like the giant, but if I give you the giant's house, you become the giant in the earth. Tell your neighbor, you can't live in a giant house without you becoming the giant. Y'all still ain't happy. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, as short as I am, God is giving me a giant house which means I am the giant in the land oh yes I am you got the wrong neighbor find you somebody and say neighbor did you hear what I say there is an oil in the instructions in the strategy in the mouth in the man that when we obey, when we follow, God is going to give us lands. He's going to give us grapes, but it's going to give us vineyards. Anybody glad about it? That a vineyard is coming your way. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, not only mansions, but vineyards. I know you don't like wine, but you can make wine and sell it. Y'all ain't hearing me. God is about to bring money, new money, in your hands. Y'all ain't happy about it. I said, God is about to bring new money into your hands. Good God Almighty, no more will you be broke 
no more will you be struggling and be shuffling God God is about to bring new money in your hands God says test number one good God Almighty test number one do you see these walls that giants built I want you to walk around one time for six days then on the seventh day walk around seven times I'm going to show you the power that you have I'm going to show you the anointing that you have on the sixth time walk around and be quiet but on the seventh time I need you to look at the wall open your mouth and shout 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 and the walls gotta come down there is power in your voice the power of his voice has become the power in your voice I said the power in his voice have become the power in your voice rail back open your mouth and say yeah 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 good God Almighty tell your neighbor say neighbor this time when we follow the strategy walls are coming down everything belongs to us at another level more increase more than enough Lord give me more room for increase overflow more than enough Lord give me more room for increase overflow more than enough somebody open your mouth and say increase overflow more than enough walk around your space put your foot in your river and say increase overflow more than enough increase overflow more than enough walk around some more increase overflow say neighbor we're about to leave here now we gotta go home and put this to work when we follow the strategy God is getting ready to do something different in our house y'all ain't happy about it say neighbor I believe 
that when our feet cross the threshold, huh, that the waters huh, that's been trying to flood our house got to back up. Huh, and when I walk in my door, huh, I'm going to say increase, overflow, huh, more than enough. Huh. Come on, winning church, let's practice. Huh. You're at your house. Huh, you open up the door. Huh, you put your feet huh, across the threshold. Huh, when you walk in, huh, every flood huh, that tried to win you, huh, every flood huh, that tried to destroy your house, huh, it's got to back up. Huh, when you say huh, increase, huh, overflow, huh, more than enough, huh, y'all ain't happy about it. Huh. I said increase, overflow, huh, more than enough. Yeah, tell your neighbor, say increase, overflow, more than enough, it's going to run over, it's going to flow over to the next generation, walls got to come down, yes it does, new location, new business openings, because you followed the strategy, I see the glory, and the glory is about to shift. Let's change key. The glory is about to shift on my job. I speak promotion. I speak elevation. I speak corner office. I speak favor on your job. But that ain't all. Let's shift another level. I see glory on my family. My children are going to be mighty, mighty in the earth. I see it. I see the glory. Strong families. Not one of my children shall be lost. Not one of my children shall die prematurely. I speak life over my house I speak life over my family Delivering God. 
love of this house. Follow the strategy. He said, Joshua, here's the strategy for the people. Go out and tell everybody. Pay attention to the glory. Don't get too familiar with it. Number two, sanctify themselves. Watch this. He says, because the 24 hours tomorrow, in our 24 hours, tomorrow, I'm going to do wonders. I got to get out of your way. But here's the deal. He says, I'm going to do wonders among them. It's not wonders through you, Joshua. I gave you the strategies. You don't need a wonder. Because you're talking to me. I got you. He said, but I need to convince them. So, you giving them the strategies to get me to them. Listen to me, y'all. Expect for things to shift in your house. wonders. We used to seeing God move. We know it ain't nothing too hard for God. But some of y'all need to be convinced. So God tells him, get yourself together because I'm about to do a wonders among them. God said that's a shift in your family, in your finances, in your favor that's getting ready to come to your house and if you really believe it, I need you to open your mouth, wrap back and shut God. Come to my house. Come to my house. Come to my house. Come to my house. I need y'all to praise him for that. Some of y'all missing it. I need you to praise him for that. I need some of y'all to leap. I need you to run. If you understood what that means, God said, tell them that tomorrow I'm going to do wonders among them. Tomorrow starts the day of wonders. Tomorrow starts the day of wonders. Tomorrow starts the days of wonder. Tomorrow starts the days of wonder in your house. Some of y'all I moved from where I was. I'ma do wonders among you. I'ma do it at your house. I'ma do it at your job. Here. 
not be denied. You will not be denied. Famous coming to your house. You will not be denied. Yeah. Get out of your way. But here's how we're going to do our altar call today. If you need something special and significant, then I need you to come to the altar. If you got something special and significant, then I need you to come to the altar. Because the word of the Lord has already been spoken. And I need you to respond to the word of the Lord. Here's the reality, beloved. That we are, we have entered in this 29th year of their leadership, a totally different situation where the revivals, the movement of the supernatural in times past, for this church, God has not changed his mind. But he's about to redirect it from the oil on him to the oil on you. This church is about to grow and multiply in significant fashion because the oil on them is flowing and transferring to the oil on you. You shall be witnesses. You shall be the officers. You shall be the sole winners. That as they come into this 29th, even into this 30th year, that there's getting ready to be such an increase of anointing among you there shall be days that God is so at work among you that there will be days where he's not even able to preach because God himself is going to visit you to prepare you for this incoming harvest and I'm telling you right now 
that God is not looking for perfect people. Perfection is not what God is looking for. He's looking for submission to the instruction, submission to the strategies, submission to the oil. And that's what we're going to pray today all over this house. And we're not going to take long to do it. Is that God help my life submit to the flow of oil that I'm connected to. Anything that's resisting it in my life, anything that's resisting it in my mind and my emotions, in the way that I currently have my life arranged, Lord, I submit and I give you permission to rearrange my entire life so that the flow of oil will be uninterrupted. That as I sit under this Joshua that you've appointed, as I sit under this Cyrus that you've appointed, that now today, God, our prayer at this altar is that we submit to the flow of the oil. Which simply means we, we submit to the flow of strategy. In the strategy is the instruction, and the instruction is the anointing. And the anointing is the thing that destroys the yokes, set captives free, and empowers us to do what God has called us to do. So Lord, today, we submit to the oil. The people, when they were standing at the Jordan, were proven that they submitted to the oil because when they put their foot in it, the waters rolled back. That's what the Bible says, that the waters rolled back all the way up from the foundation of the city of Adam. And when you put your foot in this next test, and this next proving of maturity, and this next proving of elevation, and this next proving of access, when you put your foot in it, everything that it intended to drown you and flood you out is gonna roll back. Not because I called my pastor, but because I'm connected, my God. And I'm following the strategy. Lord, so today, lift those hands high. Lift them up, lift them up. And those of you who can, I need you to open up your spirit. Begin to worship in the Holy Ghost. Those of you that can. Some of you haven't opened up in a while. But come on, open up. We're talking about maturity now. Come on, out of your holy man. Come on. Allow the Holy Ghost to stretch on the inside of you. Allow Him to speak through you. Allow Him to worship through you. Come on, sanctify yourself. It's a sanctifying moment. Father, as we stand with our hands lifted at this altar, we come to this altar in response to your word to follow the strategies. We come into the response of the prophetic utterance by the man of God that we will now, God, submit to the strategy. We submit to the flow of oil on our man of God, on our woman of God, You've given them with us in mind, You've given them with our futures in mind. You've given them with our families.
present mind and soul God we submit to the flow that you connected us to in the name of Jesus is there anything inside of us that's not connected that's not submitted God remove it from us reconnect us Reconnect us at the Moshia. Reconnect us at the Makoroba Satabandia. Retamoshia. With our hands lifted, reconnect us. And Lord, we submit to the flow. We submit to the flow of ministry. We submit to the flow. We submit to the flow of what they tell us. We submit to the flow of faith. That our ears are connected to your voice through Him. Our ears are connected to your voice that we might hear faith, that we might hear what you have commanded, that we might hear what you have elevated us to hear, that you might hear that we might hear what we have ascended to hear, what we must worship to hear. Faith comes by hearing. Increase our faith. In the name of our Lord Jesus. And Father, show yourself strong among us. <laughs> among us. Let us know that we are connected. That when we step in our Jordans, when we step over the thresholds of our home, when we step into the threshold of the doctor's office, when we step uh, in the, over the thresholds of our jobs and our places of employment, where the adversary is trying to bring bad news, where the enemy has set up traps for us. Father, as we step, the waters of the flood roll back, the rivers roll back, and we shall cross over, and we shall cross over into promised things, and we shall cross over into manifestation, and we shall cross over into promised land, and we shall cross over into healing and victory, and we shall cross over into a season of spiritual and supernatural access of increase overflow more than enough increase overflow and more than enough come on shout it family increase overflow more than enough shout it one more time increase overflow and more than enough because we are connected come on because we are connected to the flow of the oil come on because we are connected to the flow of the oil and father we say amen and we say it is so i need you to praise god and worship him now with your best praise with your best voice in jesus name in jesus name as you return to your seats go ahead and